Welcome! It's your favorite podcast of all time! I'm certain of this. Regular my brother, features. my brother, and me. Never heard it. Don't give a shit. Uh, no, it's a star to steer her by, of course. That Star Trek watching podcast. Oh, yeah, that one. With these colorful hosts, Ames. Caitlin. There's some of that color now. And Chris. This fucking guy. The least colorful one. More Despite like, the fact that he always wears the most colorful shirts. He is very colorful. Colorful metaphors, more like. <laughs> <laughs> Double dumbass on you. steer her by thing we're doing our full watch through and we're in the middle of voyager now episodes this week are the killing game parts one and two here on our episode number 276 hot diggity so i'm gonna try to clump this synopsis together as one because it's one ongoing storyline and that's how we try to do it and also i'm gonna forget a lot of things because that's that's how it's gonna go because that's also how we do it because i didn't (laughs) i didn't take down an outline note so here here we go Ames slackin'. Klingon Janeway is on the holodeck and she gets fucking stabbed by a Herogen guy. And we're like, what? What's going on? And we come to learn that Herogen, those dicks, have taken over the Voyager. Those dicks. The Voyager? Uh, and what they're doing is they realized, huh, or at least they're, they're, they're Alpha, who the internet tells me his name is Carr, but apparently yeah. it's not in the episode. His and also name... I have trouble telling the Herogen apart, so that didn't help at all. Did you say his name is Carr? Carr. C-A-K-A-R-R. Hmm. Carr. Uh, and he says, so what we're going to do is we're going to like play out a whole bunch of uh, scenarios in the holodeck, because it allows us to play lots of hunting games, which are things we like doing, whilst not killing our prey so that we get more hunts out of them. And also get to learn about your... your society and your culture and all kinds of things and it just seems more efficient don't you doesn't everyone agree with car no spoiler not everyone's gonna agree with car well i agree with him insofar as that killing your enemy is the best way to learn about their culture definitely playing them playing games on the holodeck is the way to learn about their culture definitely by killing them on the holodeck yeah fair i'm just back oh bye cat uh so we decide the 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 Scenario that the Herogen are drawn to the most is Nazi occupation of France-ish. The general General France. Somewhere Some Spock just got time. an erection. St. Clair, I think, was the name of the place in yes. France. Sounds good. So they're hanging out in France and the French Resistance, played by all of our favorite characters from the Voyager, don't you know? And we're doing that. I've lost track of where I started that sentence. I like how you said they're played by all of our favorite characters and Harry Kim is not among them. <laughs> I, like I have that, a story about that. I like that you said our favorite characters, but Neelix was among them. You're the, you're the only you one love, at this table who doesn't Neelix. like Neelix, Caitlin. I don't even really dislike Neelix. At this point, I just love hating on Neelix. Okay, that's fair. That's allowed. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, so here's what we're doing in the holodeck. So we're doing the French Resistance thing. Janeway is Catherine, a restaurateur slash French Resistancer. Slash owner of a fucking amazing white tuxedo. Oh yeah, she looked mm. great. You know who also great was Tuvok, who played the bartender mm. in another white tuxedo, looking fine. Shawl, Everybody looked good in this. Shawl lapels, man, are just bang on. 
Meanwhile, Seven is playing Mademoiselle Denouf, uh. who's a lounge singer looking hot and doing her very warbly singing. And it is her. It's actually Jerry Ryan it is, doing yeah. the singing. Like she her. does the singing. And we also meet Brigitte, who's a pregnant French girl, played by pregnant Roxanne Dawson, doing her thing. And they're all doing a, doing a resistance against the, the French and all this stuff. And oh no, our, our mailman, baker, baker's man, Neelix, gets shot a whole lot while delivering our coded messages in a wine bottle. Dang it, Neelix. And Seven got shot a little bit too, so when we go back to, to sickbay, where the doctor has just been keeping everyone alive, even though it, this is fucking nonsense, he decides, well, what if I, I fix this little node thing in Seven's head so that when she goes back into the holodeck, she knows what's going on, and maybe she can do an actual resistance, Voyager style. Mm. So you're saying the nodes nodes? They do. Uh, so she does. That's what she does. She goes in, and as she doing, a, she's doing a resistance thing. She flips a switch, and Janeway, all of a sudden, she activates, and she's like, "What the fuck are we doing in France in World War Two times?" And Seven says, "Well, let me tell you, Janeway." And then, "Oh no, wait, we're blowing up this building! Quick, run by end of end of part one." Actually, hang on. End of part one is when they blow it up, and then realize we just blew a chunk into the out of the holodeck. Yep. And now all the holodeck characters can run amok on the ship for part two. So that's where we're going with part two. Part two begins right now because, and we'll talk about this. Very interestingly, these two episodes were just first aired back to back instead of on separate weeks. Huh. Interesting. That is interesting. And well, it's UPN. I guess they can do what they UPN want. UPN decided that that's what they were doing, whether the producers wanted to or not. <laughs> Spoilers, they're also going to do it in the future now that they did it the one time. So, part two begins right now. We've just blown up Nazi headquarters, and everyone's really upset about it, and Janeway and Seven are still doing their resistance thing, trying to turn everybody else back on, whilst also pretending to be French resistance fighters so that the holograms don't get clued in on this and shoot them. And that's eventually what they do. They flip... Shoot them? They do a lot of that, for sure. <laughs> Janeway gets shot in the leg eventually. True. But um, she still runs on it, because she's a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch, this bitch. Everybody gets turned back on. Tom be- like meets up with Bellana again. And Tom gets especially turned back on. And <laughs> both he and his character were very into Bellana and her character, even though she's knocked up by a German Kapitan. Uh, a Nazi commandant. No, wait, the commandant is the... Corrosion. Either way, fucking German Either Deutschbag. Way, he's a big Nazi. He's a big ass Nazi. That guy. That guy. That guy. The Naziest Nazi. Who like has the face of a Nazi. Like if you look at that guy, you just be like, you know what? That guy. That guy looks like a Nazi. I don't know. I'd like to see him out of his uniform. Well, you get Please that. You'll get that chance in the you. future, <laughs> but you'll also get to see him as a Nazi again. True. I do in the know future. This. <laughs> so yeah, we're all doing this still. My synopsis is running astray. My we beat fault. the Nazis. We, we do it with the help of Klingons because when Neelon, wowzers, when Neelix went back into a holodeck, he was made a Klingon and he gathers up some Klingon folk, bring them in to battle the Nazis. So that's a lot of fun to have. Bolana's baby daddy gets klingon to death, which was fun for me. It was. And then everyone turns on Carr because they, you know, they like killing, they like killing their prey. And Carr was re- preventing them from killing prey and hunting them as they wanted to do. So you know what? Fuck Carr. Kill him. Continue hunting Janeway until she gets the best of. The internet tells me the beta herogen's name is Tarange. Again, I don't think we heard it in the episode. We did not. But I'm going to call him Tarange just so I can distinguish between the two. I'm going to call him beta cuck. That guy. Tarangela. 
and he gets <laughs> fucking shot into a hole, hole in the holodeck, yeah. and he got to die. Oh my god, it's hilarious! Isn't that the one that died hysterically? Yeah, he gets he gets Hans Grubered. <laughs> it's not as funny as the guy that got pitched out of the space elevator, though. Mm. Oh, that guy from Rise. That was a good death. Mm. So that guy's dead. Eventually, somehow we blow up all the hollow programs, but then the setting is still there, so I was confused. Yes, I said the same on. thing. I was like, how why? did they get rid of all the people, but not the yeah. fucking why did backdrop? Why did go back to holodeck grid if you blew up? Okay, fine. We're, we're, we fixed it with blowing shit up like we do, as is Janeway's plan most of the time. Mm-hmm. She makes a deal with some more Herogen to say, okay, we keep killing you, you keep killing us, we'd like this to stop, and we know you like this holodeck thing, so if we give you your own holodeck, will you leave us alone? And they said, we don't like this, but okay. That's kind of how it ends. Basically. Yeah. Somehow... No one pretended they were part of a news crew and broke into Nazi headquarters with a camera in Kirk's face. Mm. Shrug. I, based on the title, I, I was really expecting this to be like um, match game, an adaptation of like no the the, 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 cro- the crying game? game. Oh no, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's about the IRA. Dang it! But it, it, in the context of this episode, with with like the lounge singer. It, it, I'm not going to get any other. Okay, that's fine. I feel fine. like the, I know anything about, about the IRA would have been like too prescient for the time almost. Yeah. It wasn't like Bloody Sunday around then ish. No, no. Oh, it was. It was, it was relatively soon after like the formal end of hostilities, but. And TNG has already made quips about yeah. Irish unific- reunification in. Is it coming up? Is it 2024? Yeah. <gasps> Getting there. Getting closer, guys. So, this didn't need to be a two-parter, like so many Star Trek two-parters. No, see, I disagree. I think this needed to be, like, a six-parter. Whoa! No. That's way different, you. I'll tell you why. Tell us why. Because... You love Nazis. No. You love watching Nazis get shot. Sure, that's great. That's true. That's always fun. But, my thing about this episode, I think this episode really suffered from so much being done off-screen. We don't see the Herogen take over the ship. No, We're just we, told it happened. We don't know how or why or how we got to this point. We don't see Neelix collect all the Klingons in a rousing speech. Well, I don't care about that. <laughs> I did. I feel like th- these two episodes work as two episodes in a longer arc. But I, I don't know. I think this is another instance where it would have been beneficial to have lead-in to these that sort of established how the Herogen took over the ship. And then... It everything's just wrapped up at the end. If you notice in the, in the last scene, Janeway is just like, "We continue to fight for for days and days, and eventually yeah. we reached a stalemate and had to make peace, and everything's better now." See, maybe it could have been a two parter, but my my main issue was they spent way too much time on the setup. Like they spent a long time in France with just the crew, not knowing who they are. And it's like, I, as the audience, already know what's going on. Can we please... How did you know what was going on? Oh, because we went... We'd seen Janeway, we and they talked about the Norrell thing. So it's like, all right, uh, they don't know who they are. We're in a video game. Do Come you, on! Do you think, then, they should have skipped Klingon Janeway and only learned what was going on after Seven got shot? Or is that wait? Or is that too much time to not know what's I would have been yeah, okay they... with that, because I feel like the, the whole scene with Janeway was super, like... 
It was to prove a point. It was to, it was, no, it was for context. Well, yeah, but I felt like it was, uh, it kind of made her a bitch because she was like, I'm no one's prey. And then she gets the shit stabbed out of her. <laughs> I just thought it was anticlimactic. Yeah. Or, or you just start for. with, you cut right to Seven and Neelix getting gunned down in the streets of France and go from there. Because I just like, again, for me, it was just like, okay, I know, why are we still on? Can we please get to the ship and see what's going on? And, and I, I I honestly found the, the like, leader's whole thing interesting. Is like, our culture isn't a culture. It yeah. sucks. If we just get our, like, pathetic nonsense out of our system with video games, we can... And, like, spending more time maybe with him could have been interesting. Yeah, or... I think they were trying to do with him a little what they did with Anorax in the way that they tried to make the villain interesting and meaningful in a science fiction setting and not just have... Because, I you know, originally they said, we don't know what we're doing with part two until they figured out of course. that Carr was going to have this kind of mindset of what if we try to reform our society in a way that isn't nomadic hunters hunting on their own and occasionally we kill prey and that's it. Yeah, like... So maybe two parts would have been fine if they reworked how they spent the time. Because I think, like, again, a lot of the core idea was really good, but to me the least interesting part was actually watching them fuck around in France not knowing who they were. See, I disagree with that because I actually really enjoyed watching the characters as their French counterparts because you could see a whole lot of their actual Voyager characters in their French Resistance characters and as I started watching for those kinds of items I got very interesting like watching Mademoiselle Deneuve mm. and Katrine argue arguing yeah. in the same exact way that Seven and Janeway argue and having the same kind of conversation. It's like, oh yeah, they're still their characters underneath these subliminal characters. Yeah. I, I mean, was enjoying that. But yeah, we still could have had that, but like, again, if we just... I would have been happier if just one character knew who they were sooner. Yeah, well, I, I, I if not sooner, I, I think more time of having some of the characters know what's going on yeah. and some of them not, like... Having Seven know who she was, but not Janeway, could have been very interesting if it had had more time to breathe. Well, especially because, like, they were already doubting Leneuf, and then they doubted her even more once she was like, oh, fuck, I don't actually know who I am in this world. I don't know, I don't know how I don't to know, sing these songs. I know none I of these songs. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to connect a detonator, because it's a primitive piece of shit. Borg nanoprobes would make this better. Right, yes. because you say that about everything, Seven. Well, there's this whole... There's this whole thing that should be playing out. It kind of plays out, but not not enough where, like, she has to play this part because her French resistance friends don't trust her. So she has to play the part of the French resistance while also resisting the Herogen. And I feel like there was a lot of potential for, for good stuff in there, but it's only dealt with briefly and resolved very quickly. Yeah. I also never worked out if I thought the, like, oh, look, get it, it's a resistance and a resistance parallel was clever or too on the nose, and I'm still not sure. I liked it. Yeah, I liked Chakotay as uh, Captain America. (laughs) Caitlin really liked him. I also really liked (laughs) Chakotay. I was like, oh, hello, Um, sexually. (laughs) You liked him in that little outfit? Yeah, I liked him. I liked him. I like a man in uniform. But also, uh, am I wrong, or did I notice this wrong, but was he not, did he not have his tattoo in the first episode? I feel like at one point I noticed that he was not tattooed. 
I never know. checked, but I assumed he would. He definitely had it in the second episode. Yes, but I thought so. That, if that he point, didn't in the first one. It was a mistake. Not if he didn't in the first one. Maybe because he was wearing the helmet, and they were hoping they wouldn't notice and maybe. something. Something that could have been it. Well, I was really focused on Chakotay this episode. It's the only reason. In any other episode, he could have been dressed up like a clown, and I wouldn't have noticed. But this we've episode, I was him, like, "Where's his, his tattoo?" Mm. Well, technically, he's, and all the aliens he's visited have seen his whole schlong. So I almost wish that there had been other simulations just it sort of shown very briefly in passing just so the end could have gone full blazing saddles oh yeah like they kind of you know the Klingons the Klingons showed up but I wanted like Klingons and and cowboys and just anything you know just run it get it go really stupid with it did we know before this episode that Voyager only has two holodecks I don't know I'm honestly surprised they have that many, considering how small well, the ship now, is. Now the whole ship's a holodeck. Yay. Apparently. It will never be mentioned again, and the EMH will need his mobile emitter to leave. Mm. Yeah, they've well, taken yeah, it They had now. to fix it. They yeah, had to no, fix I it know. to continue on. Well, so. what's interesting is, like, there, it's implied that at some point before he got the mobile emitter that they were going to try and do this kind right, of work. yeah. But it was a lot of work, and it was going to take a long time. It sounds like it did. It nearly killed Harry several times. Well, but that's because he was one guy working on it, and he still only took him a couple of he weeks. He had that friend who was That's helping. true. He did have a friend. Spe- speaking of Harry, why did the Herogen keep letting him do things? That's a great question. They left him on the bridge when they knew that he kept doing nefarious shit. Like, the one time where he got out of it, because he was like... Hey, aren't fucking fine, but you're calling your boss and telling him I apparently work for you now? Like, that was great. Oh, yeah. Defiant Harry was a lot of fun. But also, that was just clever. It's like, all right, but you tell him. But then once they knew in no uncertain terms that he was a saboteur, but still let him touch stuff, it was just like, (laughs) what? They were having too much fun hunting. (laughs) It's part of the reason why they hunt. And are idiots. I saw a reference somewhere, and I didn't read the whole thing. I just saw literally like a sentence on Memory Alpha that Brandon uh, Braga and or Minoski, the other writer, never really cared for Harry's character, and they kind of sidelined him as the guy that they just left on the Voyager kind of because of that. But then as they're letting him do this kind of defiant shit and standing up to Herogens and just generally being kind of cool, they liked him better after this. (laughs) Wow. What a shock. When you write someone (laughs) interestingly, they become interesting. Take note, Troy. I mean, again, I've like, I think they've done some good stuff with Harry previously anyway, but... It's like, yeah, it's almost like they're not real people and they're not going to be interesting until you give them something interesting to do, numb nuts. Mm. You're the ones in control, guys. Fucking idiots. Poor. I mean, God, we poor in advance, poor Mayweather. Oh, God. No one gets fucked by writers just forgetting they exist more than Mayweather. What's Mayweather? He's going to be an Enterprise. You're barely going to notice he's on the show. Yeah, he's, he's their navigator and he gets... And he's a person of color, which makes it sting and all this. And he, he has, has perhaps the best uh, origin, story. origin story. Yeah, but he aside from that, he gets basically zero development. And also, like, when he starts out, he's a little stiff. And because he doesn't get to do much, he never really stops yeah, being kind of stiff. The actor never really took to the role, and they never never gave him anything to do, so... Yeah, it's like, it's it's kind of, you know, with Jed Zia, she starts off a little stiff, but gets better over time as they give her stuff to do when she gets used to it. May, poor Mayweather, just because they never give him anything to do, never really gets a chance. It's tragic. But that's not what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, it's, sorry, no, it's not. Um... Yeah, so one thing I thought was interesting about this, because you're watching this thing play out, and we have, you know, the pregnant 
resistance member whose baby daddy is a Nazi, Mm -hmm. but her true love is the American who just happens to be in the forces that are retaking the city. Well, that feels very hollow novel. And that, yeah, and I think that that's the thing that I wanted to mention is that, like, or any novel. this isn't a real World War II, like, historical scenario. This is no. some tawdry novel, yeah. hollow yeah. novel about, you know, with, with you know, ooh, surprise pregnancies and, you know, this, this is the type of stuff it to be that... His. It's romance. Yeah, I mean, this to me just seems like... The type of thing that, you know, right up there, like, I'm surprised there wasn't a another holodeck simulation that was um, Lord Burley, uh, you know, Jesus. hunting the children or something. That, okay, that would have been great, is if just yes during the fight scene at the end, all the Klingons charge in, and Lord Burley is there with, like, a saber. And Da Vinci for fun. Yes. Da Vinci likes a good hunt. Some and, of the and Sandrine. Some of the Vikings from back in, back in that, oh, uh, yeah. the Beowulf hologram. Except Freya. Freya's dead. Yeah. Sorry, See, that would have been a good hologram for the... Oh, they'd uh, love that the shit. Yeah. to do, because there's yeah, a they monster that they have to hunt. Yeah. They probably did that one already. There may have been a point I wanted to make, but I forget what it was, so I'm going to read a note instead. Okay. Katrine was originally named Genevieve in, uh, in ah. the early drafts. Oh, that would have been... A bit. That mm. was a little on the nose. And yeah. They, I think they, they realized, mm, let's not do that. That's it's what? Genevieve? Genevieve was the original Jean. actress playing Janeway who, they, who, who, who quit before she could be fired. Well, that's not very nice. Yeah, no, that Why would have would been kind of douchey. Because it's a French name, I think. And they're like, what's a French name? Well, we had a French actress. Uh, hmm. I gotta say, though, I was impressed that, like, we, very frequently people just kind of use Nazis as generic villains. Because we all kind of know, like, why they're bad. But to actually have a Nazi just going off about, like... Here's why. Let me explain. Let me me remind you in specifics. I was like, hey, good for you leaning into that. Because fuck that guy. So punchable. He was the worst. I also specifically enjoyed him because I know his actor. Oh, and I forget his name. Bomer, I want to say. Is a huge Trekkie. And he was just so happy to be on Star Trek. And I love that about him. Well, and he's going to be on Enterprise. Yay. As a Nazi. And as not a Nazi. Yeah. And we'll see him Nazi. once more on Voyager. A Nazi. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be on here a couple more times. Yay. He is also in Call of Duty World War Two. As a Nazi? Possibly. All I saw was his name is Heinrich. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's a Nazi. That's what do you think? That's, what is that, an American? I mean, I don't know the plot of that game. I don't know if you hit link up with like a German resistance movement or something. Chris. So. No. Chris. No. He's a Nazi. He probably is, but that I don't know, like... he was playing someone called Goebbels. I'm not sure. Okay, his name Adolf is, H. I don't know. His name <laughs> anybody is Heinrich, not like Stormbond Führer something. Like it's a just a generic man's first name. He could be not a Nazi. He probably is, but I don't know. So again, not played the game. I'll play the game. Report back. God no. I'll tell just, us. Tell us how he does. I'll just look it up later. Yeah, I think I misremembered um, his character arc. Because I know I know I know I'd seen this episode before, and in my brain I was like, he learns that the baby is actually what's his the the Tom character Harris Bobby Bobby Davis is <laughs> actually Bobby's, and that's when he turns on her. But no, he just turned on her because he's a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awful, awful. Well, Nazi. but it's because they caught her resistancing. resistancing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting to have a Borg character so fond of saying resistance is futile as part of her resistance. <sighs> what were they trying to say? <laughs> Because they didn't have a scene where Seven of Nine was like, what is so bad about these Nazi people? 
They seem to be doing a great job. And after that, yeah, Tuvok had a really big bonus. No, 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 like, I like your style, the, Borgie. The Borg don't want to murder everyone. They want to absorb them. I mean, but it's they, kind but, of the opposite. But of in doing Nazis. so, they, they murder them. Yes, but that's not their primary mission. Isn't if people would just stop resisting and let themselves be assimilated, they wouldn't get killed. You're except right. The, you're except right. the that's um, a good point. that when they say resistance is futile, what they mean is like. If you don't resist, we could just very gently put these things into you, and yeah. you'll be fine, and you'll be better for the it. The only people they would have killed were the Kazon because they're useless. useless. Mm-hmm. The worst, just the worst. So bad. Oh yeah, we met your people. Yeah, we didn't even bother. We just we just massacred them. They were absolute trash. I, I enjoyed that though when when she thought her number was up seven and nine. It's like the Borg are going to assimilate you and think of me when it mm. happens, motherfucker. But like, here's the thing though. Also, like, is part of you know one of Janeway's fuck novels having the nazi guy be like mustache twirlingly evil makes sense you know just because oh yeah, yeah, would, yeah the nazi would be you know like uber nazi yeah in in a story like that yeah true, true. but it was only when he was prompted you know the mm-hmm. herojin was like so why exactly are you the master race and he was like well let me tell you because we ah we took down the role it was really shocking, actually, kind to of kind of hear it. I was like, holy shit. Mm, yeah, no, that, he, he went there. He did a good job of putting stank on things. Stank. Yeah. Somebody's been listening to a lot of small town murder. In case you weren't convinced that the Nazis were the bad guys, this guy talked. If this episode came out today, there'd be a lot of people on the internet complaining that That's he was true. too unsympathetic. That's true. They'd be, yeah, they'd be like, well, you know, but both sides. And they, 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 they were shooting the Nazis, too. <laughs> this episode, too, like, we kind of got to this in the summary. Don't think about the tech. Oh, the tech. Because, like, when yeah, she the... sets off her photonic bomb, it only wipes out their weapons, not... And some of their ally figures. Yeah, well, but not, like, any of the scene. Well, also, how about just... A f- okay, not even tech-related, but how about just a straight-up continuity error? Yeah. When... So, Jamie, very clever move. She realizes that the holodeck ends. Oh, and she pulls the guy out. And she pulls out. the yeah. guy out. And then she hides and plays possum a little yep. bit. Yep, yep. To lure... Uh, beta beta boy t- to the wrong side of the holodeck and his mm-hmm. gun disappears great and very she... next shot she picks the gun up off the floor yeah, yeah that so annoyed meant, me also I meant to go back and check and forgot to was it that the soldier had had one and that's what she grabbed she doesn't move forward at all she just oh, picks yeah. it up where she is so, yeah, okay, so that was either a there up. was a second gun that's yeah. just Janeway's actual gun yes <laughs> She manifested it with her pure, like, get off my ship. Yeah. I started realizing toward the second half when the doctor keeps going on about, you know, how many casualties there are, how we're taking lots of damage, all all of our people are getting injured and all this thing. And here's the thing that I realized, like, is we don't see any of the other Voyager true yeah, crew because really, you no. can't tell who's a hologram and who's not. Yeah, yeah. And when everyone, you know, all of a sudden, like like Chakotay's team, Chakotay, yeah. when his brain winks back on or whatever it is that happens, is either by himself with holograms and how does he figure out what's going on, mm. or but you know with holograms and some other crew members who can help. But we know we never really understand who's. A real person, yeah. and who's not, and I that had me struggling a little See, bit. That's if, true. If yeah. the Herogians were thinking, they would have Lincoln. Put, the, yeah, they would have put some of the Voyager crew in as Nazis. Mm. 
Hmm. You know? That could have been shop too, yeah. Yeah, it could have been like, oh, uh, just so you know, some of them are your friends. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Which of you aren't holograms? Me. Okay, that one. <laughs> Shoot him. Yeah, but you gotta figure... So, we only see two people outside of the holodeck that are not part of the, the game, mm. which is Harry and, and Harry's friend. So, we can presume there might be a handful of others helping out. Well, they said half the crew was just locked in their rooms, apparently. Oh, oh is that okay. what they said? I missed that. Yeah, at some point they mentioned half the crew was under lock and key. And we know it, and we know one person actually died. At least, and One yeah. person died, at least. Well, um, no, I think, because the doctor said one casualty. Well, he yeah, but then... Early. In the last, oh, like, oh, 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 period of time. Yeah, it, it, it's it's likely some more died during the craziness. And then, yeah, the after, after effects of the bullshit, yeah. Mm. Yeah. They really can't but, afford to keep losing crew members. No. Well, that's the thing, though. But so there, presumably there should be like, I don't know, 70 people also in this holodeck that are part of the game but are not part of the bridge crew. Well, wasn't Maybe. it like 140 something at the beginning and we lost a bunch right from the get go? Nah. There still should be a lot of people. That really, that also just could have added to the big fight at the end is if Harry pushed a button that unlocked all the locked rooms and then Starfleet people are pouring in too. That would be hilarious. But also, yeah, little just, Naomi Wildman with a knife. <laughs> but also just would have, you know, <laughs> maybe helped clear out the Herogen in not the holodeck if suddenly, oh shit, bunch of Starfleet people. Well, okay. So are the Starfleet people that are not part of the game just being kept around as like, Livestock Probably. to replace, more hunters. replace more, more people prey. that, that yeah, like, get killed in the game. Yeah, if they actually lose enough people to start cycling folks in, mm. that would be my assumption. Yeah, because otherwise, it seems silly to keep a bunch, you know, dozens of people alive for no reason other than to keep them locked up. Yeah. It's because they didn't have enough roles of French resistance fighters in the show. Mm. They only needed the they only needed roles for the named characters. Yep. Yep. Well, it would have also, I mean, I don't understand really what was going on with the Klingon simulation, because as far as I could tell, there was only ever one Voyager crew person in that simulation Seems at a time. Seems to be the case, yeah. Yeah, whoever the leader of the Klingons was. Yeah, and then two holographic characters. They were, badly needed more Klingons in, that, in those Well, I, I think at the very end, there suddenly were more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get the idea that these are the ones who are in charge, and therefore they, they slink away from the rest of their soldiers and drink... And then later in the next morning, they're like, all right, everybody else who's been on the other side of this ridge, this is the plan. We're drunk. <laughs> yeah, see, Good plan. It, it should have been, I don't know, something more interesting than just camping out, Klingon camp out. I, I think at the army. end of the day, it was like just... That's what they had the money for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was what... It was this, like, is, this is what we had the Klingon uniforms for. It's like, look, we plundered the Paramount backlot for the set and the uniforms and the clothes. As far as stuff we actually have to put together ourselves, not a ton of money sitting around. We've already built, like, ten Herogen, who, by the way, we've given up on the they're all eight feet tall thing. Yeah, it was a shame. Like, I kind of noticed them no. gradually shrinking them over the course <laughs> of their appearances, but in this one it was particularly bad. She's like, nope, you're just people-sized now. Now you can fit them in a dollhouse. Yep. <laughs> well, well they did... Least... Oh, I was just going to say, at least we got a Klingon singing rounds of Row, Row, Row Your Boat in the original <laughs> Klingon uh, during these, <laughs> uh, what do you call them, simulations. Uh, what if they had marshmallows? They did. Klingon so. marshmallows. They're just Klingon blood, blood mar- marshmallows. <laughs> Gross. Uh, what what they did build for um, the the episodes was a one to five scale replica of that Nazi HQ building. So it was actually seven inches tall or seven feet tall. 
I don't remember if I, what I wrote is correct. Seven somethings tall. Okay. Uh, and they blew that up, and you know, I asked Jake to go back and rewatch it again, and the 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 cut is pretty seamless. So they mm. blew the fuck out of that thing, and it looked good. Yeah, I'm impressed. I just assumed I didn't look closely, and just kind of assumed it was CG. So I, no. I like they actually blew something up. Yeah, they blew something up. I'm sure they added the CG of all the shards oh. flying out. But... Yeah, yeah. And then they had to CG Janeway and Seven back in jumping. They should have. Uh, they should have. You know, see if I could. If I could do video editing, I would totally just redo that scene. But when they dive away, it cuts to that footage of the bird of prey exploding that they yes, used a thousand always. times every time. <laughs> I feel like actually someone may have done something like that already. See, honestly, I think they should have done instead of Nazis in France, they should have done French Revolution. Oh, that would have been that. That would have been more original. I think. I don't know. See, I think. And this may be because I don't know a ton about the French Revolution, but I think trying to make the connection between Herogen ethics and Nazi ethics, mm. or lacks thereof, made for an interesting point of when they were talking about what their people were oh, like. Oh, because Herogens think of everybody as prey, yeah, exactly. and that they are the only real people. And also with the French Revolution, it eventually just spiraled so out of control mm. that like, kind of there were just no good guys by the end. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, it's easy to say, yeah, no, fuck Nazis. There you go. Whereas, like, I hate the rich, and I'm all about eating them, but eventually Robespierre was just, like, murdering whoever he wanted. Like, he ruined everything. You can eat him, too. They should have. Eat everybody. Here's something that got me distracted, because I've never thought about this before, because I'm, I'm not a singer. And I know they got Jerry Ryan doing her actual singing, because she knows how to sing. Mm-hmm. But I found, you know, every long extended note got really, really warbly to me. The, why the, the vibrato? Yeah, is that why do why do singers do that? That is a technique that is uh, Is it good or bad? Cuz I got distracted. I mean, by it. it's called for in a lot of songs. Yeah. Depends on who you ask. But I think especially like back in the day that they were trying to recreate that was just kind of the style of the time, like the onion on the belt. Mm. It was the style at the time. Yes. Like I think but yes. Like I think Vibrato's come over come under a little more like criticism in the past for decades, but at the time, I think it was really. Is it like is it like cheating your throat to make it la- make the note last longer? Or it's... no, it's just you just control the sound, so you're making it. Yeah, it's a stylistic thing. It's as just far a style know. thing. I think it, maybe it goes back to like making you're trying to make your voice sound more like an, an instrument or something. Maybe yeah. like a bird. But yeah, I think that's just kind of how you did. Straight, you think of those like terrible like nineteen twenties guys singing through a paper cone thing. Well, you know who I think of too is like Edith Piaf. I feel like she does it a lot. Well, she also had a somewhat distinctive accent where she really rolled her R's. I prefer Edith Couscous. There we go. I prefer Mac and Piaf. <laughs> but yes, I'm sure if someone who knows the history of music better than us could could let you know more about it. But yeah, she's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Okay. It is a choice. It got. It just got real warbly. I was like, this doesn't even sound like singing anymore. This just sounds like you're making sounds. Yeah, whether or not... But that... I don't have the ear for any What is singing but just making sounds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love... One thing I, I liked about that scene was how, just how upset Alpha Boy got when one of his friends didn't didn't play along. Oh, right? yeah. You're ruining the stimulation! You gotta play, play along. Play the game right! You know, what, <laughs> you know what it reminded me of is I had friends from college who played Quidditch, because of course I did, and of course they did. And Quidditch is a very silly game. It's not a sword, it's a silly game. Isn't it from the Harry it's from, Potter movie? It's from the, yeah. Yeah, it's a made-up yeah, it, game from Harry Potter. With rules that exist 
only to make Harry Potter even more of a Marty stew. And because we can't, you can't play it in real life because people can't fly. Shocking. But everyone I know who's played it, you know, you have to bring a little broom out. You run around with a little broom. And if, if for any reason, you're not holding your little broom between your legs like they do, like you're supposed to do in the in the movie, everyone can yell at you and say, how are you flying right now? You're not flying. Wow. That's, I'm um, so sad that I missed out on this experience. Know, this, um, oh, sadly, people still do it. The official federation is changing their names. They don't want to be associated with rolling anymore. Wow. Well, that's good. Well, well, yes, but you're also still playing the stupid game she invented, which is dumb. You know what? I, I think... I, th- I think I want to propose an amendment to the rules of of kid quit kid quit quidditch kid witch quid 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 pro quo quid pro quo and you say son of a bitch and uh, and the my proposed rule is everybody loses <laughs> because oh that's the, the second rule. you start playing you've lost yeah because that quidditch quidditch sucks I mean I've seen that movie yeah within. They, Many years ago, but if I recall, it, it doesn't even look like a good game in the movie. It's not. It's like here's the thing: is it like Con- isn't there like a god thing? Like if you get if you get one point, like you get through the smallest hole. No, you have to a, catch the snitch. Yeah, yeah and you, that's you automatically win. It's okay. basically because How, Harry's really good at that part of the game. So yeah, so that's right. So I remember that. Yeah, basically the rest of the game doesn't count. It does right. not matter. Like it's that's like, the, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like whose line is it anyway? Yeah, the where points the points don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> it's like even con- con- controversy around her. Beside, I remember when I was first reading those books, the worst part of every book was the Quidditch match. Are they in every book? Happily, no. She eventually dropped that bullshit, hmm. but well, there are in too like many she, of them. I don't feel like she got started on it until. Oh no, it's from the off in the first book. Oh yeah, that's oh. the whole thing. Is he gets to be on movie. the team earlier oh, than he's he... like a freshman. Or yeah, should have because like McGonagall really wanted to fucking win, and he was good, so she broke school rules. I wonder where he learned to do that. I mean, nobody is without sin in that book. I know. Wizarding. Yeah, no, she's she's again like current controversy aside, she's not actually a good writer. Mm. People need to realize that. Okay. Well, anyway, snatch the snitch. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned. But yeah, if they played that game in this holodeck simulation, uh, Alpha Boy would be really upset. He would. If his <laughs> friends didn't hold on to their He would have won. Shooting him dead right in the middle of the thing. Snitch is hiding on the rooftops. You can't get him down. You know, in the in the live live version of the game, the Snitch is just a person who runs around. You have to catch oh, him. Oh, really? They play tag, basically. Oh, it's that's... basically a game where ha- most of your players are playing kind of like a handball situation. Whilst two of two people just play tag. (laughs) In the 1950s, Mad Magazine did an article about, I think it was called 43 Man Squamish. And it was all for the sake of doing this little parody article, making fun of like collegiate sports and this, that, and the other thing. Needless to say, some folks in the 50s actually made a Squamish (laughs) league. So it's astounding what people will try. Yep. Has anybody done... um... What's the, what's the fucking stupid game that they play on Spring Battlestar? Ball. Come on, Battlestar. Pyramid. Yeah. Like dumb basketball. <laughs> so just basketball? <laughs> yeah. Did anyone ever actually make a basketball league? I feel like I could have been <laughs> decent at that because it didn't actually involve athletics. Anyway, fake sports aside. I loved how Car redecorated the ready room. <laughs> so did Janeway, couldn't you tell? It was a good time. <laughs> She went after the after the Herosian leave. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna leave the spines up. 
I, I think it would be kind of funny if just from this episode forward, she had her Herogen helmet on one of her shelves. <gasps> yes, like, oh, like, her, to- like her own token. Like mm. Livingston the fish. Well, mm. This guy's helmet. Or what, what's the thing that Picard has? The Mintakin scarf thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The little shawl over his chair. She like has it upside down and is using it as a planter. <laughs> oh, here's a very small detail I liked. is Because it, it, it happened twice. Uh, I think it, in part one, the doctor, you know, activates Seven's buzz chip. And, you know, she's about to jump back in. He says, wait, do you know anything about World War II with the French Resistance? She's like, fucking no. Good luck. Yeah. I'm like, that's good. Someone doesn't know the context for a thing for a change. Yeah. And then later, shockingly, Tuvok didn't know anything about it either. And I was like, Vulcan, what? True. Mm. Thank God Harry hangs around with Tom Paris, though, because that's the only way he could have known about Betty, Betty Grable's legs. <laughs> it's weird, like... That is one of the only things I remembered specifically about this episode was that stupid moment. Because yeah. even as a child, I was like, that's your security question? Well, yeah, and also, like... Well, that was Bobby's security question. Well, no, well, I you're know, just gonna, but... like, if he, if he wasn't a fan of movies, you're just gonna murder the guy? Or yes. if he likes tits more than legs. Yeah. Although we looked it up, and it, she was apparently very famous for her legs. Yeah. I don't so. think she even had a face. I think she legs was just legs. for days, toots. But yeah, I remembered that, and that's I referenced. I think back in Year of Hell, I said uh, we we all know Harry gets his knowledge from Tom. There's a moment we'll see later. This was it. <laughs> that that moment was what I was thinking of. And oh, was, okay, okay. It's just like this. He's lucky he lets Tom show him old ass movies that he probably doesn't actually care about. What are you talking about? She would pose naked. He probably just showed her the naked pictures and like this is Betty Grable. Check out those gams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna say something that I don't remember. Cool. I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, I'm looking through my notes right now. Oh, here's a question. Here's a question. Which does which do y'all like better, Neelix pretending to be a Klingon or Neelix pretending to be a Ferengi? The latter. Ne- so here's the thing, Neelix. When Neelix knew, didn't know he was a Klingon. Ethan Phillips was clearly having too much fun, <laughs> and that's amazing. <laughs> Once he knew who he was, he was... He was just Neelix-y. Yeah, like... But I, but I don't know, I thought the, like, the little the little comic relief moments of oh, the were Neelix great. and the Doctor... No, those were great, don't get me wrong. You know, tally-ho! And, oh, no, 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 it's tally-ho. Well, he wiggles the knife around. Mm. That was... Yeah, no, 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 I mean, I love those moments, but... As far, yeah, no, Neelix as a Ferengi was... Because he was conscious of who he really was the whole time and what his part was supposed to be. That was more fun in that way, but... Unknowing Neelix playing a Klingon was amazing, and Ethan Phillips again was clearly just like they let him off the leash and he ran with it. <laughs> I know that it was also tough because you know he's effectively wearing his Talaxian makeup, and then on top of the Talaxian makeup, they put the Klingon makeup. Yeah. And he said that was really rough, but he otherwise enjoyed being a Klingon for a day. You know what I like too is when he was in the World War II simulation, like he was wearing, you know, pretty time period appropriate clothes but a kind of ugly like 24th century civilian vest Mm. like there's still that little thing there just like here's an ugly pattern on neelix because we can't let him wear something not at least a little ugly (laughs) like it looks like they stole one of uh sherlock lofton's particularly bad vests from the early ds9 seasons and we're like yeah put that on yeah. The last thing for me I'm going to say is I like that the Nazi main, the main Nazi guy got batlifted to death oh, yeah. instead of something like overdramatic like Brigitte getting the final shot or well, plus, making it a, like a real point. But nope, you just see he's down on the ground and you're like, oh crap, while a batlift is coming down. Well, and like, 
looking at this alien monster, it's like, hey, guess what? You're getting killed by something that thinks you're a piece of shit. And that was poetic. <laughs> Neat. Good moment. Very. But we have another blogtivity ready for y'all today. Oh, fuck! Oh, shit. Get ready, we're oh, looking at I, Hitler's death car. I just shit my pants. Hitler's death car? That's, I think, the synth. Alright, so we've been talking about all kinds of alien ships, and this week we're talking about, very fittingly, Voyager alien ships, which Ooh. we've just saw, you know, a bunch of in this show that we watched. All that. So I'm also going to be a little bit nitpicky because there are a lot of ships. So I picked the ones I recognized. That makes sense. My rule is if it's in timelines, it's worth including. If it's not in timelines, I don't remember which which ship you are. Sorry, Watch guys. So we're going to start with the Kazon. Because, you know, they were one of our early big bads. We're going to look at their ships. We're going to start with, the, with their carrier ship. I remember uh, seeing this one. Oh, uh, the Trabe were also flying around in it. It's a, it's just a big, like a mollusk-looking ship. That's very just. It's a long, tan, tapered thing. It, its design makes more sense when you understand where it came from. Where did it come from? The Trabe. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because the Kazon took over the Trabe because the Trabes it, were being dicks. Yeah, because they were the worst. But it also, it just looks. You feel like if they had designed their own ship from scratch, it would look a little more threatening. But this is very, like, kind of smooth and polished. And, like, why is this? Like, it's it's weirdly, like... Like, it's clearly an angry vehicle, but not as angry as you might expect. <laughs> I like it, though. I like that there is a, a clear language. Looks like that thing that the Jawas drive around in. Okay, in yeah. I, well, yeah, especially in this middle picture here where it's got the, like, big... It's akin to their door. I think it looks like a Zeppelin. Yeah! Yes, you're right, actually. Yeah, very... Yes, a very Art Deco Zeppelin, kind of like um, either the uh, Brotherhood of Steel carrier or the one you see in Grim Fandango. I get none of these references, but there's a show. I was going to say, I know what Grim Fandango video is, but games. I don't remember the Zeppelin. Oh, they're video Zeppelin. games. Like they were playing on the Voyager. Yeah. Yeah, so Kazon ship, just because we know, I wanted to remind you all the Kazon exists. But there's another Kazon ship we can look at. As if I could ever no. forget the Kazon. This one also looks similar to that to the one that they got from the Trade, so I want to assume maybe the Trade made this one too. Yeah. It's their raider ship. This one has a beard, though. Yeah, this one's got <laughs> like a little bit hanging off the front of it that, I don't know if they say... It feels like it'd be for landing. It's so like yeah, landing gear or something. The text, in fact, says it was another one stolen from the Trave. Oh, there no, you go. No, no. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, and, the, and it looks like they're in the same kind of ship family. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Trave. Yeah, they sucked. Yeah, this one's got the, the long goatee, as, as Chris said. This this one's kind of greenish. They repainted one. Or maybe it's just the lighting in that shot. Maybe yeah. oxidation. Who knows? Mm. Maybe it comes in several different factory colors. Yeah, this, one's a, this one's lime flavored. I never looked closely Delicious. at the ships in the show, but there, I, there's a it, there's a good, consistent design ethos, and I quite like it. Yeah, it's very streamlined. I like that it doesn't have like big honking nacelles or anything. It's just a like mm. slippy little like yeah. a, like a minnow fish. Yeah, I'm suddenly just in this one picture in the upper left. I'm getting vague, 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 vague red dwarf vibes. What does the red dwarf ship look like? I'm possibly misremembering it, but I feel like it's shaped kind of like that. It looks like they stole it from the Trabe. Right hey. now, right now, all I can remember is their shuttle, but that looks like a big bug. Trabe. Trabe, Trabe. Next. Well, Chris looks that up. We're going to look at the next ship. Um, oh, it doesn't look at all like a Trabe ship. I don't know why I was thinking that. Neat. <laughs> that is a B-2 bomber. So what we're looking at now, and you can make, as I've no, said. No, not a B2. 
So as I've want. said before, make sure that you're following along with our Tumblr because the pictures are there, but we're we're describing them for you now because right now we're looking at the Voth city ship, which is supposed to be that gigantic fucker that the Voth all live in, and it's just it's got neat markings on its face kind of area, but otherwise it looks very much like a streamlined like stealth jet. Wait, yeah. it looks like the, uh, I looked at but it's the, huge. It's the SR seventy one is the one I meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can Blackburn. see that. Yeah, like, it, it almost looks like, you know what it is? It's the SR-71 fucked a submarine, and this is the baby. <laughs> Pretty. Except this this is, like, the, mo- the most gigantic ship Oh, yeah, imaginable. no, it's fucking crazy huge. Yeah, how the scale of this thing works is a little bit beyond me, because, like, I don't, I know these can't be windows, because the, nope. the ship would be way too big. Yeah, no, that's... So there's something else. That's either weapons or part of their, their warp drive, or who knows. Yeah, I kind of wish that we could, did have some element of the ship itself to give you a sense of scale like if you could know like this is you know what what one segment of it is and it's like this big but too fucking big is the answer yay Mm. i like like it big yeah i like it i like the little all the green lights on it i think they're pretty Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it almost looks bioluminescent oh maybe it is maybe you never know that's the voth ship we built voth city Another ship that we get to see in Voyager is the Species 8472's bio ship. It's coming to pinch you. Which looks... That's a good little pinchy. It looks a little kind of like the end of like an arrow with like the little feathers that stick out. Mm. Oh, with the... Yes, thank you. Mm. But I think this one's especially interesting, just especially knowing that it is a bio ship, that this is a thing that's alive and therefore it has less like angles and a lot more like curves and more organic looking bits mm-hmm. also big fins because it's probably easier to get through fluidic space with fins yeah yeah this is a thing that swims through space and flies through space and shoots you in space yeah especially shoots you oh, yeah like when they do the little team up i yeah. love that yeah they make a little little space anus and shoot you out of it <laughs> i still like your idea space anus What's that? that that fluidic space itself is an entity and the individuals and the ships we see are just something it builds to interact with our space. And, like, eventually they go back and just kind of... That was my idea? Yeah. That's slightly insane, Jay. Dissolves back into it. I thought that was your idea. It might have been. I don't know. Someone go back and listen to that episode. Tell me if it was Jake's idea or somebody else's. Well, cool. It wasn't me right now. It wasn't my idea. Neat. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's another ship that's almost a little bit, like, shuttlecocky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they would be. They're so powerful. Of course they're shuttlecocky. Ah. Uh, I think it looks like up. salad tongs. Or that. Mm. Salad toss. Oh, and no. scrambled eggs. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. One of my favorite ships that we see in, in the, all of the Voyager is the ship we talked about a couple weeks ago. The Krenim Temporal Weapon Ship. Oh, God. Which, this beast. It's so neat because it's got all this blue. And maybe it's the blue. The blue is very pretty. Mm. It really blew itself. Uh, and also anybody it comes in contact with. Oh, God. <laughs> but no, the shape of it, like, it's got lots of little intricate, like, it looks almost like a chandelier. Yeah. Because it's, it's got squid. all these pretty bits. Yeah, or an octopus. Squid. Yeah, I see mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I mean, I think we said it in the episode, but you really, you get the sense from the design that, like, 95% of the ship is just to... Shoot lasers. Yeah, is the gun. Yeah. You know, and like, this little arm right here is where everyone lives. <laughs> Everything else is a generator or a focusing lens or a something. Salad bar. For this mm. crazy time gun. Yeah, that's how Death Stars work. They actually kind of are. 
Are they just big guns and everybody just lives in a little section of it? Oh, no. I mean, there there is a huge-ass gun, but there's also a huge-ass amount of superstructure. But there was, like, a novel where somebody was like, fuck it, and just built the gun part. And was like, mm. why build the whole fucking thing? Ah. No. I also like that on the on the Krenum ship, you can you can kind of see there's almost like what looks like a little prism at the end that the yeah. light shines through. <clears throat> like that all, makes it extra pretty. All their ships are mostly gun, it would seem. <laughs> even when they're not time guns. Which makes sense. They seem like dicks. <laughs> and that's how a dick designs a ship. It's mostly a gun. Dick ship. Yeah. Next. Next. Alright, so we're oh. talking about the Herogen right now because they've been visiting Voyager, whether we want them to or not. Mm. And their ships are like, they're cute little insect-looking things. Yeah, they're kind of spidery. Yeah, they kind of have a little like a Galaga or a Galaxian ship. Or a what? Like one of the ships from Galaga or Galaxian, like old, like... Mm. Are those video, are those yeah, video games? Arcade games. I'm not getting any of these early references. 80s. They're the like... Kind of the one where you have a little ship going to the bottom of the... No, oh. that's more Space Invaders. No, they... No, no that's the same, right. It's the same, it's the same okay. thing. I like the armor plating over the nacelles, though. Like a little extra... Oh, that's smart. Yeah. That is... That, yeah, that is a good detail. Yeah. I don't... I, I disagree with the name Warship for this, right? Because they're not at war, really. They're, they're just, on the hunt. Yeah, they're on hunt the hunt. Ship. This is yeah. a... Yeah. I guess the hunt ship isn't really a word. Well, and Herogen pickup truck just sounds weird. Yeah. In in the Herogen language, it probably translates to hunt ship. Yeah. But the universal translator, you see. That, uh, you know what? That works. Yay. I even kind of like it almost looks like it's supposed to be semi-camouflage, but you're in space, so yeah. it's kind of pointless. But just it's got that dark. modeled... Just don't, don't have lights on. And you're they don't really show any uh, angles from the back too well. Yeah, that's true. It's too so bad. You can't see the truck nuts. I was just going to make a truck nuts reference. <laughs> I was literally just going to say that. Or the um, the picture of the of Calvin like pissing on mm. another starship. You know? Okay, the head-on view, though, that is Jar Jar Banks. Yeah. Yeah. That's his wide-ass mouth and his stock eyes. It's upsetting. Misa gonna hang your spine on my wall. Gross. Whoa. You're going to dissolve in a vat of fluids and are going to watch. Today, Jar Jar Binks chose violence. <clears throat> Darth Jar Jar for the win. Later on, this is a little little spoiler, we're going to see a new Herogen ship in the future. We're not done with, done with the Herogen yet, even huh. even though they promised to go away. Um, we're Why is see... that Herogen dressed like evil Knievel? <laughs> what the fuck? That's how they always dress. Uh, it just looks really silly. Hollow ship, though. Hmm. We're going to see this hollow ship eventually. <laughs> Shocking. Huh. Uh, minor spoilers in the, literally the name of the ship. But the shape of the ship reminds me of a big fucking bee. It's too cute. Bees are cute! No, I know, but the Herogen shouldn't be making cute oh, ships. Okay, that, that yeah, kind of it does. It really like, does. It's got this big bee. round face, and what I assume are torpedo launchers look like eyes. They do! It's like, hello, I need to, to be me, a friend. It looks like, a, like an uncircumcised cock. God damn it, Jake. <laughs> It looks like we a, were just saying how cute it looks, see, Jake. You can see like the little tip peeking you out of the front. son of a bitch. No, it's an adorable cartoon bee. Anyway, <laughs> adorable space bee. I love it. It just feels a little too kind for the Herogen. Well, well, we'll see what the context is in the future in which we, we it comes up, but I wanted to include it because we're talking Herogen like I want to be its friend. Aw, it looks like, it literally looks like it's smiling at you. Yeah, like it should be, it should be like a, the, the second wave of Exocomp, not a starship. And it hovers <laughs> there and is like, what's up? You're like, not much. Ahoy. Yeah. 
All right, ah. so I'm including the ship, the USS Dauntless. I do not remember the context for this ship, but I'm bringing it up because we see another don't, one of these in Prodigy. Don't read the text. They'll spoil the fuck out of you. Good. Don't, well, the text I'm not including on the, the text I don't put on the, the... No, I'm just telling you guys now. Okay, well, I thought... Well, now I, I can't not... help but try looking at the text. Well, we'll go to the next page then. I like that it's got a, uh, what's the word? A deflector-like strip instead of uh, dish. Which actually we'll see on the Prodigy. It doesn't have a dish. It has like a deflector strip. Uh-huh. Cool. A landing strip? But yes, we do see one of these in Prodigy. Yeah. And again, I don't remember the context for what the fuck this ship is mm. and why we see it. Um, but I but it looks to me like a squid camouflaged as a starship. <laughs> Yeah, I can definitely see the squiddiness in this one too. Yeah, no, totally. Because it's so, totally. it's everything is so rounded yeah. and looks just more like squishy flesh than like. No, you like point. Metal hull. Yeah, yeah. Let me it also looks that one. cute. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what's going on. I remember this one. Okay. But I shall not get into details. All right. Purple, not a common thing on Starfleet vessels. I like seeing purple in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I think there's just a couple more. We'll eventually see a new Borg ship in Voyager. Yeah. Uh, this is the Borg Queen's ship. It's more... There's a certain prism shape. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Oh. Hexadecimal system. That, that's a bad guy from Reboot. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it looks, yeah, looks kind of like a big three-dimensional diamondy prismy thing. Yeah. With all kinds of lasers. Just coming out of it. Do we know how big it is? Um, Very. I think I have a video of alien ships, and I think it's included on that one in terms of a size comparison video that I'll share when we've gone through all the different alien ships. So keep keep watching our Facebook, and I'll, I'll sh- uh, link that sometime. Because I I, real, I still liked that idea we discussed a few weeks ago that like. Maybe they build a cube around. Yeah, I think it's definitely smaller, smaller than a thing, cube. So this would potentially work with that idea. Mm. Like they would eventually build a full cube around this fucker. Yeah, I think it's closer in size to the Borg sphere. Okay. Like that kind of general size. But I'll I'll take a look at the video later. And mm. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But the shape of this thing again, it's it's another ship that would make a really nice pendant on a necklace. It really would. It's very. It's it's you know. It's not used as cube or sphere. There's actually a little bit of art to it. Yeah, they went pretty on this one. Shut. I'd wear it. You know, as they uh, they assimilated a couple of um, elves. <laughs> they F. Murray Abraham's people. Sona. The Sona, because they were evil. But goddamn, their shit was fancy. They were they very fancy. Ships. They had very fancy they ships. Very they were fancy boys. They had that fucking chaise lounge captain's yes! chair. Yes! They're big fucking rank bars. Like Yeah, they had great aesthetic. They did. Evil pricks, though. <laughs> All the right. hell? So eventually we're going to meet the... It's either Malon or Malon. We'll see when we get to their episode in season five, I think. Or maybe like six. Tommy Gunner, like... It's a funky ship, the Malon Export Vessel, which is clearly meant for uh, hauling cargo. It's specifically liquid cargo, but I only say that because it's spheres. Yeah, something you can put in big honking balls. What's funny too is like, it seems to have, like, it it clearly has a bridge somewhere, but it all seems to have like lookout towers almost, which is interesting. Could be weapons or sensors or something. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, actually, yeah, because in this angle you can kind of see it looks like there's like, they might be turrets. Looks like there's guns up top. Cool. Yeah, I just just like the look of, it looks like you took 
a couple of super balls, mm. and then you connected them together in a little in a little structure of some kind, like a scrotum. Yeah, and then put a, and stretch something <laughs> over the top. There's a vague like mid-century locomotive look to it too. Mm. They actually look like peas in a pod to me. That as well, mm, sure. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. steampunky. Yes. yes, yes, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. All right, I believe there's a, there's there's one left. And if I'm wrong, damn it! But it's oh, my it's boy. my it's my favorite. It doesn't actually count as an alien ship, but I, I need think it. I know what this is going to be. But I needed to show you guys because I love it so much. And that's Captain Proton's yes! ship. Yes, yes. What's Captain, what is it? <laughs> oh, we'll get to Captain Proton. You're you will either or you and I will either love or hate Captain Proton because oh, I don't remember it. But I love I love that in this like fifties B sci sci fi movie thing that they do. Yeah, it's like a it's a Flash Gordon parody basically. They decide that a spaceship is just a blimp in space. And that's fucking hilarious. That's basically what they were in those serials. It makes no sense because you can't have a like a helium balloon in space. And yet what I love is despite the fact they went full Flash Gordon in it, they still gave it in the cells because it's Star Trek. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'm glad you included that. Me too. Plus, I'm flying it around in uh, timelines right now. So Even better. It's a good time. That must piss people off when they get blown out of the sky. Like, they're in some big honking Cardassian thing, and then along comes Captain Pr- You can see his string, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. So those are the ships that we were we talked about today. As I said, they're up on the Tumblr. Uh, if you want to look at all those ships, if I missed any of your favorite Voyager ships, shoot us a line. I'm I'm sh- there's a lot of ships in the Delta Quadrant, so man. Many. There's too many to count them all. But those are the ones I wanted to talk about today. And you can see them all online. And you can listen to all our episodes online. And you can chat with us on Facebook and, and Twitter online. You can do all the things online. Yeah. And next week, if you keep listening to us on SoundCloud or, you know, your favorite podcast application, pick your favorite. There's tons of them. We're going to be covering more The Voyager. Yay. Uh, next week's episodes are going to be Vis-a-Vis and The Omega Directive. Ooh. So get get prepared for that. Oh, no. No. Last time there was a The Omega Blank, it was The Omega Glory, and that was hot fucking trash. I don't remember either of these episodes, oh, so we'll the, see. Can they redeem The Omega? Yeah, also next week <laughs> we'll be, we'll be oh. wrapping up our alien ship conversation for a while with the Enterprise ships, because after that, all the new the new age ships I don't have good a good collection of yet, because they're all too new. Yeah. Um, so we'll be doing that next week. Until then... That's all I have to say. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I made that very fast. You did. Let me slow it down for no fucking reason now with banter. Woo! This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. And this is always Chris. Slowing it down. Super slow. Uh, this cat, he's becoming feist. He's looking right at Kate. Yeah, I know. He's been sitting there looking at me the whole time, and I'm just like, I'm gonna scratch that face. I'm gonna fucking ruin that face.